Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Paul Klempa. Paul was recently named the head bowling coach at Nebraska University. Paul, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, Coach. Well, big news out of Lincoln as you were recently named the head bowling coach there at Nebraska. So let's talk about that. Coach Straub is uh, stepping down, retiring after his time there with the team. So let's talk about what people, if anything, they can expect to see different from you guys out at Nebraska and how this whole thing was put together and, and how it's working. Yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a really crazy, really less whole summer. I mean, uh, we knew Coach Straub had planned to retire um, in, uh, in August, um, uh, he had not told the team yet. So this summer it had to be, uh, it had to be hush hush because we did not want the team to hear it through the grapevine. We, he wanted to tell them personally. So we had to wait for them to get all back for the net fall semester, which happened last week. And then he sat down with them and told them, and there was some shock, but, um, I think some people, you know, they understood where he was coming from that the time's right. And, and they were shocked, but they understood, and um, there was some tears shed, and but it was a uh, it was a good deal, and um, so yeah. And then I was named. Uh, I mean, I've known for a few weeks, but they officially announced it uh, just the other day, and I had a groundswell of people come out and congratulate me and tell me how I deserve this, and you know I've been here this long, and and it's nice to hear those things, you know. As far as um, you know, trying to fill the shoes. I mean, I don't know, I guess I learned a long time ago. You just can't think of it that way. You know, you, you know, when you're, when you make the national championship finals on ESPN, you don't think about it being for a title and being on ESPN or else it makes it harder. And I, I use that same mentality here. I just can't think about trying to carry on some tradition or some level of success, even though that's my goal. It can't be my day-to-day thinking because you know, like it's in the way of, of the process that you're trying to do to make people better players and better people. So that's kind of how I'm approaching it, for better or worse. Well, I think that's one of the important things, too, with, I mean, uh, thriving under pressure. And we've had a lot of discussions on this podcast and really in competitive bowling about how do people handle that pressure. And I thought Coach Straub was, you know, just very cool, just his personality-wise you know, was uh, just a, you know, kind of a calming or sort of maybe soothing under pressure. What do, what do you take away as maybe some of the, maybe a couple of the, the, the biggest things that you learned from, from Bill Straub over the years, working with him for 20 plus years? Uh, certainly I learned a lot about the physical game. I mean, he's a really good technician that way in terms of uh, being able to troubleshoot people's games, just, you know, figuring out where their problems lie and having, a myriad of different methods to correct those issues to make them, you know, really good. I learned a ton that way, you know, as far as that goes. And, you know, and he always talked about there's a big difference between teaching and coaching. And teaching is what you do in practice where you're working on footwork or a swing or things like this. And that's teaching someone to bowl better. But coaching is a whole different game. It's what we do when we go compete. 
You're not teaching them. You're supposed to be coaching, and coaching involves so much more. It does still involve trying to keep their physical game on track, but it's also, obviously, you're competing, so you're wanting to make sure that the bowling, the ball choices are proper. You're trying to keep up with the moves as the lane changes. You're trying to to identify if somebody is not playing calm. If you can tell that they're they're starting to lose it emotionally, you have to either try to talk them down or calm them down. Or you have to make the decision to actually replace them in the lineup. I mean, that's that's coaching, and that's a whole different deal. And you know, as Bill always talked about, there's nowhere to go to really learn how to coach. You know, you can you mm-hmm. can learn how to teach, you can learn about fundamentals, but there's nowhere to go where you know when you see this, and then you know the girls starting to get worked out. You know, there's nowhere. This that's mm-hmm. simply experience and trial and error and time. There's no. I don't even know if you could set up a seminar to really teach it. It's just something you have to do over a course of time to really start to to look for signs and, and how to do things when you're competing. And coaching is – so I learned a lot that way from them for sure, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Coach, with Nebraska being one of the premier programs out there in the collegiate bowling landscape, we've seen college bowling continue to, to grow. How have you guys been able to stay ahead of that curve and still – be recruiting the players you have been in such a competitive bowling, uh, collegiate bowling market? Well, there's no doubt. I mean, when we, when we first got into this, you know, and there was, you know, when we first started doing this, there was no NCAA tournaments. There were no NCAA, there was no NCAA championship yet. So we still competed in the club ranks. So there was obviously really good teams there. But then once we started to transition into, NCAA only events where there only were NCAA teams. And then we got our first national championship in 2004 is when they held the first one. Yeah. I mean, there was some good teams, you know, we had central Missouri was there and there were some good teams in fairly Dickinson and Maryland Eastern shore. There were some good teams, but as we've gone now in the last 15 years, there's more and more quality teams and quality coaches. You've gotten some really smart, savvy people that have gotten involved in this. Uh, obviously, Justin Kostick at Arkansas State, Brian and Shannon O'Keefe at McKendry. You've got mm-hmm. Brad Hagen down at Sam Houston. You've got, uh, you know, SFA's got some excellent coaching down there and Amber Lemke. Um, there's just a lot of different, um, a lot of people have gotten involved and they've made a commitment that they want to try to be competitive. And so now there's a, a lot of really good teams with some good coaching and how have we stayed ahead of it? I think, you know, we've, we've recruited pretty well, obviously. Um, but we don't always get all the greatest players. I mean, I think our claim to fame is, is taking people that we see have some potential to be something really, really good and special. And we develop that. We spend a lot of time working with them on the lanes to make them, what they are. We've had a lot of people that are now household names in terms of the bowling world that were not that way coming in. And we, we worked with them and we got it. We could see in there somewhere that they had some potential, but it took a lot of time and work to get them to where they are. And then by the time the world sees them, they say, Oh yeah, well, Nebraska gets all the best players. Well, no, you're seeing them. By the time you see them, we've been with them for a couple of years and things are going well. But if you saw him two years ago, you wouldn't think that way. So, mm-hmm. but you know, you just, I guess, you know, you just, the, the, the harder it gets, the harder you work. And that's what we've done until, 
so we can try to stay with it and ahead of it. Well, you know, Deandra Asbady, she's a, a big name World Bowling Hall of Famer, and she's our our Storm Collegiate Manager. It has been for several years yeah, with I've us now here at Storm. And you've heard of her. <laughs> you've worked have, with yeah, her, I've and, heard of her and so many yeah. other great players as well. Um, what what's the difference for you, like the the way when you were a collegiate player, like I was as well, and how you viewed uh, the role of of your coach, you know, Bill Straub, when he was coaching as a player, and now when you immediately transitioned into being a a coach, how different did you see that perception being from the you know the role of a coach as a player, and then you yourself now being a coach yourself? Was it different, or was it similar to what you expected? Well, I think I think one thing that's important is when you transition from being a player to a coach, you know, when you're a player, you know, you're responsible for your own game and you're responsible for being a good teammate. Um, but, you know, other than that, you can just kind of have a good time with, with other players on the team. They become lifelong friends. When you become a coach, you know, I, I kind of drew a line between friend and coach. I mean, I'm not, I'm not their friend. You know, I I don't allow them to to friend me on Facebook until they graduate. Things like that. I think you have to have a line. You're real friendly. You can have a lot of fun. You can make jokes, but at the end of the day, there has to be a separation between coach and player. Uh, almost like in a corporation where you would have, you know, you have the employee and the employer. There, you might be friends. You might be friendly, but you're you know, there's a line there and. I think that's important, and that's a big difference between when you're a player versus when you're a coach. And when I started here, I actually was coaching people that were on the team when I was. So I graduated, and then just a couple of years later, I started doing this. So there were still some people that were on the team with me, and now I'm trying to coach them. And drawing that line was harder because, you know, I've been so friendly with them for so many, you know, so much time that now I'm trying to wear a different hat that was a that was a challenge but that's a long time ago and it's it's over now but back then yeah there was you definitely have to draw a line as far as i'm concerned and i do and that doesn't mean you're you know you're cold or anything like that it's just you just have to people have to know their role and my role is not another teammate that's their buddy i'm there you know i'm i'm representing nebraska bowling and i need to do what i think is best for it and that and sometimes that makes people upset but that's the way life is. That that's that's just like in any corporation. You know, when you have to you have to lay people off or you people aren't getting the job done, they have to be they have to be shown the door. And that's just how things work. So, so for, you can't get too close to them because you can't have them, you know, blur that line between coach and player. So for that high school player who's listening to this and they're thinking of, uh, of, of you know, getting your guys' attention out there at Nebraska, what are some things that you look for? I mean, from what I'm hearing, it's not always that it doesn't have to be the best bowler in the state or, or in their, their city. It needs to be someone you guys think you can work with and ultimately mold them into the Nebraska way of, of how things are done. Right. I mean, there's what we're really looking for, what I'm looking for is basically – a decent start on the fundamental basics. If you've got a really good start on that, combined with a, a good ball roll and good ball speed, the things that are hard to teach, it's not that hard to teach someone to have better footwork or even a, a better swing, but it is really difficult to teach them to have 
a certain number of revolutions and a certain ball speed. And if if I see someone that's got that that ball roll that is hard to teach, those are people that I'm attracted to trying to recruit. And then every then you can kind of you can you can round the edges and clean them up as far as how they get to the foul line. But if that ball's coming off their hand and it's alive, that's that catches my eye. So, you know, it's not a it's not a strict thing a Nebraska way that you have to throw it a certain way. I, I don't prescribe to that quite as strongly as as people might think. You don't have to throw it a certain way. I just I want to see a ball that's alive out of your hand and I'll help you get the rest going between the the address position and the release. We can clean things up that might be causing trouble with repeatability or inc- or consistency. But I want to see a ball that's alive going down the lane. And that's that's not easy to teach. So that's that's like one of the first things I look for. I I have I couldn't agree more with that. And it is fun to see, you know, what some of these types of players who have that sort of natural ability or talent to do that, what they can do with the ball. And then when you're just trying to refine their uh, you know, their accuracy or their or their speed or, you know, consistency or some of these other things or understanding how to play different angles and, and that it's easier if, if, if you've got something there where there's a little bit of magic just in the natural, the natural release. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. look for that natural release and then go for it. Yeah. It's, you know, I've, I'm trying to, to, you know, simplify things here. Um, Bill and I always had a system that we run and we're, and I'm still doing that system, but it's, it's much more simplified than it ever was. So, you know, I know that sometimes recruits are, you know, Nebraska makes you throw it a certain way and you have to do it this way and they're going to change my game. Well, those days are gone. That's not going to be the way it is here. You don't, there's no changing your game. There's no making you throw it a certain way. It's, it's just rounding the edges and looking for people that can get the ball off their hand where the thing's alive going down the lane. And that you know, you asked me earlier, you know, what are some of the changes I'm making? I mean, I guess that's a bit of a change, is a, a simplification of the teachings. Everything that I've kind of learned over this course of these last twenty some years, I'm kind of just picking out the big ticket items and just focusing in on those. So it's not you don't have too many things running through people's brains about how to throw it. Just a very simplified system. I've made it very simple for them. I just presented it to the team yesterday. And they like it. And we so so far so good on that. All right. Well, Coach, we're going to let you run at that. We appreciate you joining us on, on after this news broke. And, and, um, and it was great to get your perspective on things. And, and all the best of luck at Nebraska. And, um, and we will definitely be paying attention to how things go for you guys out there. And um, we'll catch up with you later down the road. All right. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime, just give me a call.